You're listening to the Robert Hartley Games Master Podcast. The following is a recap from my interactive tabletop role-playing game series, Twitch Tales, where the chat on my Twitch channel act as a hive mind collective to control the actions of the main character. This recap acts as a summary for anyone wishing to jump into the story from this point, or simply as a reminder for the story this far. Enjoy! What has happened in the story so far? We began about two months ago, give or take, in-game, with Apis heading into the nearby town, the frontier town of Shadridge. It's about only 100 population or so, it's a very small town, um, and it's on the outskirts, the upper north uh, west of the island of Corinthial. Apis, when they got into town, heard that there was some missing mead that hadn't been delivered by the local apiarist. Um, and so Apis said, I'm going that way anyway, I'll pop in and uh, see what the holdup is. And when they popped into this apiarist farm and about an hour out of, Sh- of uh, Shadridge, Apis discovered the dead body of Jack Creed, the, uh, the apiarist. And investigating it, uh, they discovered that the bees had been stolen as well. The bees and, and some of the crockery of his house and things had all been stolen. Apis tracked them into the forest and found some goblins. The goblins were responsible and they were kidnapping a giant uh, potbelly pig-sized bee the queen bee, the empress bee, that was in charge of the various queen bees of the various hives of the apiaries. And uh, and they were, they were stealing her, trying to to take away the bees. Um, and Apis dealt with them. Um, and then they took back the stolen goods to Shadridge, uh, met, some, met some town guards uh, who worked for a faction called the Knights of Kavosna, and decided to avoid confrontation by posing in that moment as an undercover knight of Kavosna themselves, saying, yeah, 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 don't, don't, don't look into the fact that I've got all of this stolen goods on this murder scene. Uh, it's definitely not me that was responsible. Then they uh, went out to find where the goblins were going to be taking things to, to try and deal with the rest of the goblins. Uh, and you... Long story short, you found the goblin camp, Uh, you dealt with the goblins in small amounts, like picking them off in smaller amounts here, there and everywhere. Um, And then on your way back to Shadridge to tell them that the goblins had been dealt with, you you came across an elf uh, who said uh, that their local uh, wood elf village in the the woods had been attacked by those same goblins, and you said, ah, I can help you rebuild. So you offered your services to help them hunt and help them rebuild their village to mixed success, mixed reception. Some elves can be rather uh, racist, particularly towards dwarves. You helped them out with um, uh, their sister villages as well. You went around each of their sister villages offering your services to help them rebuild from these these goblin attacks. And eventually you made your way back to Shadridge about a week later saying, hey, I've dealt with the goblins, I'm finally back. Um, In that time you uh, had been gone, there had been a couple of deaths of old folk in the town, and uh, and there was some suspicion around the links between them, especially because the they'd died in a in a suspiciously withering kind of way, where all the strength had seemed to leave them over the space of a, cu- a few days. Not only that, but a few of the animals on the Colton's farm had also withered away to nothing and and died as well. So it was peculiar. There was something going on. While you were in town, another death happened of a similar fashion, and you started looking into it, and uh, slowly you discovered that it was the cause, the cause of which was a necromancer in town. A woman, a, a young woman passing off as a, um, a weaver, a seamstress, um, uh, who was working for the town, a, a woman called Sally. 
she was raising uh, she was killing people with shadows and then when they died their shadow would uh, would would raise from their body and uh, and form part of her shadow army and thankfully you managed to discover what was the problem what was going on um and confront her about it before she had too much of an army to actually do something uh, too um, dangerous to you. You managed to defeat her four shadows and uh, and drive her out of town. You tried giving chase but failed. She, she disappeared into the woods and left not enough track for you to find her. So she's still out there, <clears throat> as far as you know anyway. She could have just got mauled by a bear immediately and <laughs> never come back again. Um, so you went back to Shadridge and now, now that Shadridge had f f uh, no longer got a goblin problem or a necromancer problem, the Knights of Kavosna, the, the town guards of Shadridge, said, um, hey, it's uh, it's probably worth taking this note to Fondurg. By this point, they'd, they'd discovered that you weren't actually a Knight of Kavosna and they'd admonished you appropriately. Um, so water under the bridge, they gave you a, a note and said, would you mind taking this note to the town of Fondurg to see why supplies from Fondurg haven't been arriving? You uh, you went to <clears throat> towards the town of Fondurg, and on the way you got uh, attacked by bandits. The bandits, it turns out, were actually working for a higher power, a, a, a creature called a manticore, a sort of hybridized lion, scorpion, dragon wing, human face, many teeth, shark, mouth abomination um, that was forcing these bandits into servitude. Uh, so you said you managed to persuade the bandits to fight this manticore with you, alongside you, and uh, and by doing so you took out the mant uh, took out the manticore and freed the bandits and took them back to Shadridge where they can now live out the rest of their days in hopefully relative peace because frontier towns in a D and D world never have any any other problems. Um, then you went uh, you continued on your way to Fondurg, You delivered the letter, but. You also discovered that just on the uh, in the in this in the woods outside to the north end of Fondurg, <clears throat> there were a series of half green dragon creatures. You were attacked by half green dragon rats and half green dragon uh, squirrels. And you mentioned this to the guards when you arrived in Fondurg and said that was a problem. Uh, that was almost dangerous. And the guards said, "Oh boy, that's not good. That's usually the sign that there's a dragon in the area. A, a an actual green dragon has moved into the area and then started doing the dirty with a bunch of uh, forest animals and producing offspring." So in Fondurg, we had a little meeting with the mayor, a meeting with the knights of Kavosna, a meeting with the arcanists on Taunt, the uh, the wizards' guild, the wizards' faction, and a meeting with the Pankempuir and Emgelshed, the PEA, the the druid and rangers' guild uh, that look after the balance between wilderness and civilization. We had a meeting with all of these people in reference to what do we do about this this potential dragon in the area, and then the dragon arrived, <clears throat> just landed right outside the north end of town, and said. One of you has killed a bunch of my children, meaning you killing a bunch of its rats and squirrels. Um, in deference, in, in, in payment for killing my children, I'm going to kill your children. Every, every night at dusk, you're going to send out one of, your, uh, one of your population with one of your greatest treasures. Uh, and and uh, you're going to keep doing that until I'm satiated. So that first night we decided, oh, we can't really put anybody else in this position. It's going to have to be us. We're going to have to be the, the sacrifice. But we're not willing to just sacrifice ourselves to a dragon. Instead, we set ourselves up as, a, as bait in a trap. 
we wrapped ourselves in some magic rope and we uh, made our bow illusionary um, uh, and we and we waited until the dragon came to collect us at which point we were going to tr trigger the trap and and attack this dragon try and kill it but the dragon didn't come it instead sent its uh, another of its children a half green dragon boar and this green dragon boar told us you can live today father didn't get to choose which of his children you killed and you won't get to choose either he's he's chosen for himself and as he said this there was a scream from the south end of town as the dragon took flight over the town and flew off with somebody in his claws and we realized we had been outsmarted and um, diverted to the north end of town so that he could attack someone in the south we didn't stand for that though before this messenger boar took turned turned tail and ran we managed to fire off some arrows which angered him and he turned and ran towards us and uh, engaged us in combat and we managed to kill this half green dragon boar and the half green dragon crow that had also come to deliver this message with with the boar so we've 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 dealt a significant blow to the green dragon's army by killing a a, a bunch of his giant offspring um but we went into town uh and and slept for the night being like okay another day another another decision to be made around this dragon uh, we're going to have to face him uh, head on at some point in the non not too distant future in the morning however there was a note pinned to the uh, to the uh, side of the well in the center of the right in the center of town in the town square uh, saying seems you have killed another couple of my my children it's uh, i will have to increase my uh, collection rate and we discovered that along with the note um, there was now another member of the town missing a young girl who worked for the Knights of Kvosna called Cassandra. She's been taken as well. Um, and that's about where we left off, with Apis deciding, all right, well, it's it, it's it's no pussyfooting around now. It's time to take the fight to him. Uh, let's go on a scouting mission. Let's go on a reconnaissance mission, work out where his lair is, and then we can come back. We can make a plan, and we can attack him full force, um, because we can't just sit around here waiting for him to pick us off one at a time until the town is a, a little husk of a place. Yeah, that was something I should mention. Yeah, so we um, said a little prayer last night before we went to sleep. We said a little prayer to Ultimas, the god of hunting. We have previously um, pinged Ultimas's radar by being a good hunter out in the wild, learning the spell Hunter's Mark, and using uh, our hunting wiles to hunt a Sasquatch. Um which is a particularly rare and almost legendary creature um, that we managed to, to find, uh, hunt, and take with us back to, uh, back to a, a, a menagerie. Uh, that did not end well, but that, w that wasn't part of the hunt. So we at least, we at least um, uh, caught Ultimus's attention, god of the hunt, um, who rewarded us by extending the range of our, our hunter's mark. Last night we did a little prayer to Ultimas as well, saying like, "Thank you for providing the uh, the boar and the giant crow for me to hunt. Um, we wish to continue this hunt by hunting a dragon. Um, can you lend yourself to us in some way?" And uh, and he gave us a a simple sign, in that one of the giant crow feathers that we had turned itself into an arrow and then <laughs> shot off, just disappeared. Uh, and we figured that was a sign from him that he is he's listening, in some way. And I think that's pretty much everything. So this was a recap of the Apis story so far. 
when you've caught up, you can join us live over on twitch.tv forward slash Robert Hartley GM.